0: This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News. Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama, unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice.
1: School is approaching in just a few weeks. How much are teachers in Alabama getting paid when it comes to new raises that will go into effect this coming October? Well, 1819 News reporter Lauren Walsh has compiled that information from the state. Teachers will get at least a 4% pay raise, while some teachers could see as much as 21% based on their experience and education. 1819 News editor-in-chief Ray Mellick spoke on Tuesday about the article. He spoke on FM Talk 1065 out of Mobile. Mellick told 1819's political editor Jeff Poor that the disparity between rural schools and wealthy school districts is not as great as has been portrayed in the past.
0: I'm not saying that that this shows that teachers are overpaid. I I think teachers are worth, you know, everything we can pay them and more. But I do think it kind of puts uh, into perspective for people that the worst average in the state is still $50,000, which is, you know, that's that's a good salary. And then if you're nationally certified or you have a master's, you're going to get more than that. And, and And the gap between the Mountain Brooks and the Ozark City Schools uh, is, you know, $13,000, a lot of money, but it's not a huge gap. It, And I say that because I think a lot of people, I did some other radio this morning about this, they thought teachers were probably averaging thirty nine, forty thousand dollars $40,000 a year because of what we've been told for so many years. So, um, you know, what you do with it, that's up to you, but I do think it was interesting to kind of show people that teachers in this state are, well paid in fact we know that starting salaries for teachers in alabama are the highest of any of the southeastern states and if you have a master's degree or better you're in the top three of all the southeastern states that we compete with again i, I don't know if teachers are underpaid i don't know if they're underappreciated i don't know what all is going on but i do know that uh, there's got to be a, a a better solution or something we're working toward other than what we're seeing from you know from our administration and and from our legislature and you know, it's interesting too, and this, this, these numbers don't include the October 1st raises, which are going to be anywhere from 4.1% to 20-something percent for more veteran teachers. And it's interesting to me, I talked to some legislators about that. who said, oh, no, no, the, the raise is only 4.1%. That's all we voted on. And then I showed them that, no, in fact, some schools, some teachers will be getting 20%. And the legislators didn't know that. So there's a, there's just a, a tremendous, the, the, the uh, Uh, Holding accountable for the spending of the money just seems impossible because it seems to go through so many channels, so many different hands that that nobody's quite sure who to hold accountable for where it goes and how it's used.
1: You can find that latest article on the 1819 News website. A Huntsville man arrested for child sex abuse charges turns out to be the human resource director for an Alabama hospital. 65-year-old David Brown was arrested earlier this week for sexual abuse of a child under the age of 12. WHNT News is reporting that Facebook and LinkedIn information shows Brown referring to himself as the Human Resource Director at the Crestwood Medical Center in Huntsville. And before that, he was at the Stringfellow Memorial Hospital in Anniston. Brown has been released on bond. A body found in a hand-dug grave in Chilton County has led to two teenagers being charged with murder. The Chilton County Sheriff's Office identified the victim as 71-year-old Thomas Creel of Jemison, Creel was found on May 5th near a wooded area that was close to Corinth Cemetery. After hundreds of hours of investigation into the case, two male juveniles have now been placed under arrest for murder and first-degree burglary. An Alabama-based cotton manufacturing company says inflation has forced an increase in pricing on their products. Moulton's Redland Cotton is a vertically integrated textile company here in the state. The co-owners, Mark Yeager, and his daughter, Anna Brakefield recently spoke on Newsmax about the effects of inflation on the U.S. economy as well as here in Alabama. The most notable
2: increase has been in the raw commodity price of cotton and the price of fuel to freight these goods. Like I mentioned before about the supply chain being broken, so we're we're freighting a lot of goods. About February, we increased our prices and, you know, we sent out an email saying how much we hated to do it, but we were met with a lot of People saying we completely understand because they're feeling it too. Um, we, we always try to be as open and honest and transparent as humanly possible. And, and our customers can relate. And if we ever get a price break, we'll pass that on to our customers as well. Um, but we were just at a point where we couldn't, couldn't keep it up anymore without raising those prices.
1: A 102-year-old World War II veteran in North Alabama has now died. Sherwin Callender had his daughter and granddaughter present while at the Huntsville Veterans Home. Callender was stationed in Pearl Harbor back in 1941 at the time that Japan launched a massive attack. Callender happened to be on a repair mission near Midway Island on December 7th when those airplanes flew in. Callender survived the attack, then went on to fight in North Africa, Italy, and Normandy, France on D-Day. Callender was a beloved veteran in the community and was featured often on WAAY-TV News. And here's a soundbite from one of their interviews.
0: I've seen the world all the way through and the war all the way through. Then I was glad it was over. I said, let me out. I spent six years in there. Six years was almost fighting all the time.
1: For more in depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, the International Monetary Fund, which is referred to as the IMF, has put out a world economic outlook that shows economic growth is down by 0.4% from April of this year. The growth rate is now at 3.2%. The IMF is now projecting more contraction even to a level of 2.9% in 2023 when it comes to global growth. Meanwhile, when asked about the situation in the U.S., President Joe Biden responded.
0: We're not going to be in a recession, uh, in my view. Uh, we are, The employment rate is still one of the lowest we've had in history. It's in the 3.6 area. Uh, we still find ourselves with people investing. Uh, my, my hope is we go from this rapid growth to steady growth. And uh, so, see, we'll see some coming down. But I don't think we're going to, uh, God willing, I don't think we're going to see recession.
1: And Chairman of the Federal Reserve Janet Yellen went on NBC News insisting that this is not a recession despite the fact that there was slowed growth in two consecutive quarters, which in the past has been a criteria used by economists in determining whether it's a recession or not. No, that's not the technical definition. There is an organization called the National Bureau of Economic Research that looks at a broad range of data in deciding whether or not there is a recession, and um, most of the data that they look at right now continues to be strong. I will be would be amazed if the NBER would declare this period to be a recession, okay. even if it happens to have two quarters of negative growth. We've got a very right. strong labor market. Um, when you're creating uh, almost 400,000 jobs a month, that is not a recession. And on the topic of money... The Pelosi's are one step closer to making more of it after the U.S. Senate has voted 63 to 32 to advance a $280 billion bill of federally funded subsidies. Some of that money will go to support more microchip manufacturing by U.S. companies. This comes after supply chain issues with China has made access to those microchips more difficult and U.S.-based manufacturing has decreased in the past three decades. Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi claims her husband did not have any insider information on that bill when he invested millions of dollars in Nvidia just a few weeks ago. What are you saying? Uh, over the course of your career, has your husband ever made a stock purchase or sale based on the information you received from you? No, absolutely not. Okay, uh, thank you. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Paul Pelosi made that investment days before the package was voted on and passed in the U.S. House and now has been sent on to the Senate. The vote that just happened on this bill is a process vote in order to move the bill to a full vote within the U.S. Senate. Dozens of Christian leaders are petitioning the U.S. Senate when it comes to a bill that would legalize homosexual marriage in the nation. The conservative Christian organizations have sent a letter to Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell asking him to reject this agenda altogether since some of the Republican senators have shown a desire to vote for the bill. Some of those signing the letter come from the Alliance Defending Freedom, the Heritage Foundation, Family Research Council, Concerned Women for America, First Liberty Institute, and Liberty Council. The letter says that the bill opens the door for the federal government to punish Americans who hold to the traditional belief in marriage, which has existed since time immemorial. They say it also will expose citizens to predatory lawsuits, as well as strip nonprofit organizations of their faith-based categorization, as well as their IRS-designated tax exemption. Senator Chuck Grassley of Iowa says he has evidence from whistleblowers within the Department of Justice that claims the FBI is making widespread efforts to downplay the evidence found on Hunter Biden's laptop computer. Grassley has now written to both the FBI Director Chris Wray and the DOJ Attorney General Merrick Garland about these documents that he has seen and read. Grassley says the evidence is highly credible and reveals a scheme from within the FBI to undermine any derogatory information about the president's son Hunter and his activities, by suggesting it's political disinformation. Grassley says the two federal agencies are showing a systemic and existential problem and have an obligation to the country to look into these cover-up measures. A judge within the New York State Supreme Court has given a victory to citizens in that state and a loss to the Democrat governor, Kathy Hochul. The state was being sued by a New York attorney, Bobby Ann Cox, for a plan by the governor and the New York Department of Health to place people involuntarily within quarantine camps under an emergency regulation if those persons have an infectious disease and whether or not that person has proof of an illness or not. The judge put a halt to the plan saying the emergency order is over and cannot be either reissued or made as a permanent policy within the state government. Governor Hochul says she plans to appeal. Cox said her lawsuit is about separating powers between the executive branch of the state government and the state legislature as it makes laws with due process and constitutional rights in mind. Walmart has issued a profit warning this week. When it comes to second quarter operating income, it's going to be lower than expected by 13%. Since that announcement, stocks in the company have plunged. Walmart lost $100 billion in stock market value during extended trading. Other companies will be updating their investors on their latest quarterly earnings, Companies like McDonald's, Procter & Gamble, and General Motors. A recent Rasmussen poll shows that 83% of likely voters are most concerned about election integrity as the midterms of 2022 are only a few months away. 75% are concerned about election cheating. In this July poll, 50% of those Americans believe that election cheating will affect the November midterms. Another Rasmussen poll that was conducted this past May showed that 55% of likely voters still believe that the outcome of the 2020 presidential election was changed through election fraud. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. Be sure and check out 1819 News podcast with host Brian Dawson and Ray Mellick as they talk to Michael Foster, who co-authored the book, It's Good to Be a Man.
2: It really hit me hard when Emily got pregnant with my first son, Hudson. And, you know, when you have children, especially a son as a man, that's when you recognize that you have to hand off to your child, something right. There's like this masculinity you realize it's got to be transferred. It's like a baton. Yeah. That's why I always tell every, everyone like masculinity is 80% caught 20% taught. Yeah. Right. And that's, that's the problem with this. This is our dilemma right now. It's good to be a man. Praise God that it's been a blessing to people, but it's not the solution. Right. Yeah. Like it's a book, it's a podcast. They need to be around other men. and and watch and see how actual godly men operate. Because if you don't have a good example of a man, you tend to fall in one of two ditches. One, you can go the effeminate route and take on the mannerisms and strategies of women. Or you can go the macho route, which is kind of this cardboard cutout of masculinity, right? It's like, and they're both exaggerated, but masculinity is is strength under control right it's it's strength and discipline yeah and and when you have to take care of a woman and take care of babies you you realize that you have to discipline yourself you have to aim yourself you have to start saying no to things so that was a that was a huge moment for us
1: you can find more of that podcast on 1819news.com under the podcast tab If you're enjoying The Daily Detail, remember you can get those reports directly to your phone or electronic device simply by subscribing, and you can do that on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama.
0: Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values.